Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76, where we help B2B manufacturers grow through revenue-focused marketing programs. From skills to work ethic to understanding chain of command, veterans bring so much potential to the manufacturing workforce. And in today's conversation, my guest, who is a veteran herself, will talk about how manufacturing leaders can go from unaware of how to tap into the veteran community to being veteran-friendly, to being veteran-ready. Let me introduce her. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz is an award-winning businesswoman with firsthand experience hiring veterans, coaches, employers on how to boost productivity and reduce turnover by hiring and retaining veterans. Kathy helps companies become veteran-ready through the creation of their veteran talent strategy. Her Veteran Talent Academy equips employers to find, hire, and leverage veterans' skill sets. Kathy is the founder and CEO of Vanguard Veteran LLC, author of Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians, and has master's degrees in nursing and political science. Kathy grew up as a Navy brat, served nearly 30 years as an Air Force officer, and is married to an Army combat veteran. Kathy also equips volunteer faith community leaders to build military ministries to cultivate mutual support, a sense of belonging, and spiritual resiliency for military-connected people. Kathy, welcome to the show, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. I really enjoyed our call a few weeks ago as we kind of talked a little bit about what we wanted to cover in this conversation, and I'm excited to get into it with you. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Well, Kathy, you are such an amazing advocate for veterans in the workforce. Can you start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how this became your passion? Absolutely. So I grew up as a Navy kid and then joined the Air Force. First career was nursing. But the crowning achievement of my Air Force career was building a statewide outreach program in response to 9-11 to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. And center stage in that effort was helping employers understand the value of veteran talent, but most importantly, keeping them on our national security team so that they understood kind of their role in our deployments and they were happy to keep the jobs. I mean, it was a law to keep the jobs when people came back from deployment, but we really wanted to create a team effort so that our service members could deploy and come home and be welcomed with open arms and continue on their civilian employment journey well, if you will, okay? And so we hosted employer advisory council meetings and corporations came together to talk about veteran hiring and retention best practices. So it really buoyed up the understanding, the landscape about veteran hiring across the state and more and more veterans were applying for positions and doing well. So that was really insightful and really impactful 
But the other reason that I'm really passionate about this is because as a former business owner myself, uh, having established a healthcare practice, we hired veterans and I saw firsthand how veterans were the backbone of our company. I mean, their work ethic, their resiliency, their perseverance. It was just a very compelling contrast to see how they contributed as compared to maybe how non-veterans contributed into the workforce. And as you know, our work is a fundamental part of our well-being, our self-esteem. We get a lot of identity and fulfillment and money to pay our bills. Fully employing a veteran is a really important part of their post-military transition and their well-being and before, during, and after military service. So partnering with employers, in particular with the manufacturing industry, is a win-win for the veteran hires, the service members who are still serving, and the employer. So there's a lot of reasons to really get after this and propel our employers as well as our veterans into very meaningful employment that strengthens the civilian workforce and gives the veteran meaning and financial well-being. Well, you're doing important work and I imagine it's nice to wake up every day and feel like you're doing something meaningful for really important people in our country. So it's, it's I applaud you for it. Thank you for that. Mission focus is a sense of purpose. It's just so fundamental in the DNA of people who have served. This work really is my life's calling to cultivate civilian veteran champions and because nobody's really doing it purposefully, consistently, and it's badly needed, especially when in the 1980s, about 18% of the American population were veterans. In 2022, that fell to 7%, right? And this is according to the Deputy Defense Secretary, Kathleen Hicks. The concern is that most Americans don't really have access to or strong relationships with somebody who has served. So understanding military culture, understanding how to purposefully and proactively support the needs of service members is becoming harder and harder. So not only is this work my life's calling, but it's just incredibly important for the social fabric of our communities, as well as to help make our workforces stronger, more productive, more resilient, and better off in many ways. Well, Kathy, being that this is a manufacturing sector podcast specifically, I know you have some strong feelings about why veterans bring skills and experience that are uniquely aligned with what manufacturers seem to need right now, for example, on production lines, and wondering if you could talk about that a bit. In production lines and other more managerial kinds of positions, right? As part of my military service, I was an executive officer in a maintenance group. I had the opportunity to work alongside a lot of maintainers who were taking care of the KC-135 and saw how focused they were on safety, focused they were on quality assurance. Manufacturers report that the operational discipline is something that's really attractive about military talent. Operational discipline, knowing how A, B, C, and D, how it all fits together, being good problem solvers and critical thinkers. Being disciplined, period, and just showing up on time and having a strong work ethic. I mean, that's something that you hear concerns about today in, in today's labor market. Veterans have a 
strong technical aptitude, not only uh, familiarity with IT, but also how to maintain equipment and troubleshoot equipment. They love being hands-on, producing things, working with their hands. Most of us are very practical and get a lot of fulfillment out of that. We certainly need to touch briefly on adaptability and leadership. Now, in my life's journey, having grown up as a military kid and then becoming a military officer, before the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities. And I think if I count up all the different jobs I've had, there was probably 17 different jobs and five to six different industries. And so if that doesn't spell adaptability and flexibility, I don't know what does, right? So veterans can really get into the job, are highly trainable. That's what we do. Most of our career is train, 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 and train some more. And, and we train with great specificity because the mission depends on it, right? The military is the largest vocational school in the world. So we come out with lots of great skills and at top of the list really is leadership. At every rank, regardless of your age or your rank, be it enlisted or officer, leadership is a big component of what we do because teamwork is essential to get the job done. And frankly, we want to develop our subordinates in the event that something happens. We get hit by a bus during peacetime or during wartime, we go into the theater of operations and we lose somebody. So we understand that we all have a role on the team that we have a specific job to do based on very specific training, and that it's important to develop those on our team and preparing others to take our jobs. That's a lot. but uh, And then one other thing that we need to highlight is that heard, I've heard employers talk about veterans as being anchors in their workforce. In other words, we're calm under pressure, and we know how to handle crisis. In most cases, we're very resilient. So that's a big laundry list of skills, but I think in manufacturing, operational discipline, safety, leadership, a focus on quality assurance, all those things serve us very well in manufacturing. And the small unit integrity of many manufacturing teams. I mean, veterans love nothing more than to build camaraderie with their team. They're very used to that military service. And that works well, I think, in the manufacturing setting. Yeah, so many things there that are kind of intangible, hard to put on a resume or illustrate with data points, but are so important. It makes a lot of sense the way you described it, why the experience of a veteran would naturally lend itself to those characteristics. I mean, that's one of the potential gaps, Joe, is what are the hard skills versus the soft skills, tangible versus intangible? Well, there's something called military skills translators that will help any employer get a handle on some of those technical hard skills to understand how that translates into a civilian job. Now, if they have certificates or maintenance experience, you know, it's a little bit more apples to apples, but O-net, O-apostrophe-N-E-T is a really good military skills translator where you can put in a military occupational code or MOS or an AFSC, whatever it is, depending on the service. And the number, like an 11 Bravo in the army is an infantryman, right? And so these are the people who really do the heavy lifting. They're on the battlefield and their job is to hurt the enemy, right? And so you put an 11 Bravo army in the military skills translator, and it'll pull up a list of 20 different jobs that someone who is trained to destroy the enemy on the battlefield is also well-suited to perform. And the one that's at the top of the list, interestingly, is the director of training. Okay. 
Now, it's one skill set to carry the gun and no maneuvers on the battlefield, but all the training and all the experiences that it took to get that person ready for that job makes them qualified for a lot of other jobs. So military brings a lot of transferable skills. I encourage people to hire for aptitude and train, hire for character and train, because we will come up to speed quickly if the resume doesn't completely match the job you're trying to hire for. It's a great investment to look at and hire and keep a veteran because you'll benefit. Kathy, you told me in a previous conversation that most employers to date have regarded veteran hiring as part of their DEIA initiatives. And that's good. But what's better is having a veteran talent strategy. Can you unpack that for us? You bet. So DE&I and B for belonging, I think it's a very important initiative inside of any organization, but it really focuses in on inclusion once you're hired. Okay. And certainly I think all of us need to be sensitive to and respectful of people of difference, not just military, not just veterans, but all different kinds of cultures that are in this beautiful tapestry we call America, right? DEI oftentimes focuses more on internal inclusion and equity and belonging. Okay. And that's really powerful. And veterans want to work in companies that care about that because military culture is different from civilian culture. Typically, DEI groups will look at professional development, they will look at cultural understanding and or outreach. And so the outreach becomes a place where veterans or other members of other employee resource groups, they can get involved in attraction of talent. Okay. So that's where the kind of the overlap is, but a veteran talent strategy is more comprehensive. It's looking at how to connect with veteran talent, how to message the veteran audience, how to build trusting relationships with sources of veteran talent and distinguish the company as veteran friendly. It's an external relationship opportunity that will bring you good talent, but you have to be purposeful and knowledgeable to do that part of the talent strategy well. And then once you hire them, there's recommendations about, you don't talk about military skills translators and DEI programs, more than likely. You might have some veterans that are coaching and advising talent acquisition, but a veteran talent strategy is much broader and much more comprehensive than a DEI program. And so part of the strategy is to understand kind of how veterans behave in an interview. They don't self-promote. So that's just part of our culture, trying to get them to talk more about their impact and results and being a little patient with them is a good thing. Having a thorough onboarding program is helpful, connecting them with civilian and military sponsors or mentors is really helpful. And then ideally getting them together with an ERG, an employee resource group, or a committee, a veterans voice committee, I like to call it, that really kind of harnesses and shares the veteran experience so that employers can learn and grow and do better and better jobs finding and keeping this talent. So DEI is a great place to start, and many veterans are rallying behind their companies to educate them and up-level their veteran hiring process. 
But really, we need talent acquisition involved, marketing involved, human resources involved, corporate citizenship involved to align your philanthropy and your volunteerism. I mean, there's just so many great things you can do to really find and leverage the skill sets of veterans to make your company stronger. Okay, let's take a quick break here. I want to let a couple of our strategists at Gorilla76 tell you about something pretty cool that we're doing right now for marketing folks in the manufacturing sector. Peyton and Brendan, take it away. So I'm Peyton Warren. And I'm Brendan Forrest. Twice a month, we host a live event called Industrial Marketing Live. Right now, we have a group of 50 plus industrial marketers from a variety of manufacturing organizations that meet up digitally to learn, ask questions, network, and get smarter. Every session has a designated topic. And one of our team members at Gorilla76 opens up by teaching for the first half hour or so. Topics have included how to do a better manufacturing webinar, getting started with paid social on LinkedIn, how to optimize your website for conversions, creating amazing video content, and so much more. After we break it down, we open it up to Q&A so we can help you apply all of this in your own businesses. This is pure value, no cost, no strings attached, no product or service pitches, just a 100% unadulterated learning experience. And on top of these live sessions, we've also opened up a Slack channel where attendees bounce ideas off each other and learn together between sessions. We're building a true community of manufacturing marketing professionals here. So if you or someone at your company has the word marketing in his or her job title, please consider telling them about it. They can visit industrialmarketinglive.com to register. We'd love to see you there. Kathy, I've heard you talk about the distinction between being veteran-friendly and veteran-ready. Can you explain? Well, it's good news story in that the business case for hiring veterans is widely understood. And so veteran unemployment is consistently lower than civilian unemployment. Unfortunately, veteran underemployment is still about 15 times greater than underemployment of civilians. So the retention approaches, the ERGs, listening to your veteran's voice in your organization is important. So veteran-ready employers are like architects. You know, they have a blueprint or a plan or checks and balances. They know that talent acquisitions, talking to HR about military hiring and that community relations is connected with the veteran employee resource group to find out where really to spend their money and time to get the biggest bang for their buck. People are talking to each other and everybody has a commitment for the long haul. And what they do is purposeful, proactive, and metric driven. Those are what veteran ready employers look like. Kind of on the other side, sort of more entry level, if you will, is a company that understands the business case. It's like, oh yeah, we love those guys. They show up to work on time. They understand chain of command. They do great work. They have a get or done kind of attitude, but we really don't know where to find them. We're trying, you know, we're kind of ad hoc and kind of maybe more reactive and hopeful. We don't really have a plan. So a veteran-friendly employer wants to hire veterans, but hasn't really dug into make it a part to institutionalize best practices and really, frankly, get the return on investment for hiring the special talent. Kathy, how can employers better leverage and accommodate any veterans they already have inside of their organizations? Well, Joe, we touched briefly on some of these things, but I'd like to emphasize a really positive way to show that accommodation and leverage skill sets is first and foremost, to do a really good job placing them, okay? And give them a stretch opportunity because, again, military positions and civilian positions may look differently, but if you 
are doing your homework, preparing for the interview, using the military skills translators, ONET and others, and really understanding what questions to ask in the interview and helping that veteran express and share how they're going to help make your organization better. That's really important. So that good placement, of course, is really important for a veteran as it is for any employee. Another key point is to really pay attention to the onboarding. Onboarding for a veteran can't just be, what do you wear? Where are your keys to your locker? How do you, where's your PPE? Or how do you request PTO? It's got to be a little deeper than that. Veterans want to know mission and look at your employee handbook and take it seriously. They're going to have a lot of questions and you really want to inspire veterans to be committed to your mission in your organization to understand, if you will, the chain of command and to really understand kind of how they will fit into the organization. Linking him or her up with a civilian mentor and a military mentor will pay great dividends because there's going to be a lot of silly questions that veterans may not feel comfortable asking their supervisor, but may feel more comfortable asking a veteran who works in that company. And or if there's a civilian veteran champion in the workforce that has a vested interest and really cares about veterans and wants to make themselves available to answer those questions, that's really, really a positive way to support veterans. And then the other thing is to offer feedback. Okay. Some veterans, again, depending upon your job in the military, can be pretty direct in their communication style. And maybe in some cases, a little bit louder than you might be used to. It's probably not a scare for manufacturing, but just be open and willing to offer feedback to a veteran if they may not quite be getting stuff right. Certainly the training, you're going to provide immediate feedback But other things, could it be leadership or, I mean, one quick story, I heard about a special forces guy who came on board to a new company and a female HR representative saw this guy doing a lot of practical jokes on his coworkers, right? And at first it was like, oh, okay. It was surprising probably, and they were probably playing along, but it persisted, right? She really needed to get involved and There may be some rough edges or some adaptation or some modification that a veteran may need to do in the new work setting because they really feel out of touch and like a fish out of water most times. So be willing to offer feedback that's going to help them succeed and do it sooner rather than later. All you want really at the end of the day is to be a good employer and create an environment for this service member and veteran, but you want them to succeed so that your company can succeed as well. So get in there and talk to them. Don't be afraid to do that. Great advice in there. Kathy, what role can community partnerships play in veteran hiring and how can employers get more involved in their local veteran communities? You know, what's so beautiful about the manufacturing industry is that they're all over the nation and many of them are in rural communities, right? Well, many of our military members come from rural communities, and so there's a significant opportunity for you to find, particularly in rural communities, neighbors, sons and daughters, aunts and uncles, people in your community who have served. So I encourage you to be on the lookout for them, put up your radar, be purposeful and attentive and proactive to find military people 
and develop relationships with them. A veteran hiring initiative best done is a grassroots initiative that's founded on trusting relationships with sources of veteran talent, as well as veteran community organizations. There's both direct and indirect ways to find veteran talent. And being present in leading veteran organizations in your community is helpful. Certainly in BFWs and American Legions and DAVs, those people are a little bit older and probably not the job candidates you're seeking the long tenure. Although because of the shortage of workers, you may have an elderly veteran who wants to work part-time and has experience in what you're looking for, but letting them know you're looking for veterans may not be a real direct method, but certainly indirect because still Many of us come from military families, and many of those veterans in those organizations could have sons or daughters and nieces and nephews who are serving. So those kind of community partnerships going to the big events that are veteran recognition in honor of veteran holidays is certainly a good idea, but also developing partnerships with the Army's source of veteran talent, the Marine sources of veteran talent, the bases sources of veteran talent. The guard in your community, practically every one of those, I mean, the Navy, most services have some way to help their transitioning service members connect with employers. And certainly the large bases do. Many of the large bases around the country have people referred to them from around the region. So there's a great opportunity to connect partnerships with transition assistance programs in your region, if you're anywhere near close to a base, I I encourage you to check that out and to develop those partnerships and make it two-way. What can you do for them and what can they do for you as they connect you with their military talent that is transitioning out? Kathy, the title of your book is Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veteran Champion Handbook. What does it mean to be a veteran champion? A veteran champion I define as someone who has never served before who creates mutually beneficial activities and services to promote quality of life, workforce, and community. So an employer veteran champion starts off being veteran friendly, understands a little bit about military culture, is digging in and finding out from their existing veteran hires what maybe they could do better, and is implementing retention tactics that are best practices, because at the end of the day, it's a win-win. The workforce will be stronger and the veteran will be more successful. So you can be a veteran champion as an employer, but the book covers all kinds of potential veteran champions. Certainly there's a chapter in there about employment, chapter for educators, lawyers, healthcare providers, community leaders in general, and clergy. And each chapter is chock full of practical strategies, some small, some not so small, that you can implement to really bring our service members all the way home and help them reach ideal wellness and help make your company stronger. The first several chapters discuss military culture and some of my experiences and really draws some distinctions between military and civilian culture. And so that's really an important starting place for any employer or anyone who wants to be a veteran champion. It's available on Amazon. I hope you'll get it, check it out, read it, and most importantly, start acting 
like a veteran champion and doing what you can to improve quality of life, workforce, and community. No action is too small. Well, it's a really great way to put a bow on this, Kathy. I think you covered a lot of really great things in this conversation. I love what you stand for. Can you tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and maybe what actions they can take if they want to do more to be a veteran champion themselves? Thank you. I think the most important thing you can do really is identify veterans in your workforce, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your faith community. Just be on the lookout for them and slowly develop trusting relationships. At work, you really want to lean into the knowledge base and the experience of those veterans who work for you. Ask them what's going well. What could maybe be done differently to help veterans come up to speed quicker, to build a stronger, inclusive culture for veterans? But you can certainly do that in your neighborhood and in your faith community. You can do that wherever you go and start developing relationships with them. I'd also encourage you to look at Heroes Make America. The Manufacturing Institute has built a program to educate, train veterans and connect them with employers. If you don't know about that, look into it. It's very exciting. It's only been around a few years. Hiring Our Heroes with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is a great program. But Vanguard Veteran will come alongside and customize a manufacturer to help them build a veteran talent strategy that works for them. I am have the most knowledge and experience in Arizona and Ohio, but we can certainly find those sources in any state and get you going, building those external relationships, messaging these candidates and partnering with all your different departments and your veteran employee resource group or veteran voice committee to make sure you're moving forward and doing the best you can to capture and retain this talent. My email address is Kathy with a K and a Y at vanguardveteran.com. Love to do a 30-minute discovery call, complimentary call to see where you're at and see how maybe we can partner and I can support you. But please consider being that veteran champion. We need and appreciate relationships, friendships, employment opportunities. Invite us to participate what's going on in your life and in your community and in your workplace, because most of us feel really disconnected from mainstream America after serving in the military and have so much more yet to give and want nothing more to work in a strong company with a strong mission and contribute. Well, Kathy, thank you for doing this today. And more importantly, thank you for everything you're doing to be an advocate for veterans in the workforce today. Joe, thank you for taking interest in this. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you. Likewise, as for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.